Welcome to the FinTV podcast series, where we tap into the collective expertise of the world's leading supply chain, manufacturing, and digital innovators. My name is Maria Villablanca, the co-founder and CEO of Future Insights Network, and I'll be your host. Join us every week to hear the opinions, lessons, and general guidelines from the industry's leading minds. FinTV, insights for today's digital leaders. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of FinTV. Today, we are joined by a very special guest, uh, Chris Tyus, who is the chairperson of GS1 UK. Now, I'm going to let Chris introduce himself a little bit and tell us about himself and his journey so far, because you've been in the industry a long time, not to age you or anything, but you've been in the industry almost 40 years and you've had a very colorful career. Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you very, thank you very much indeed, Maria. Um, yes, I've, I've been in the consumer goods industry for just over 40, just over 40 years, in fact. Um, firstly with Mars, and then for the last 36 years with, uh, with Nestle, finishing up as the global supply chain head. Um, I retired from there just about just over 18 months ago and was carrying out a, a career, a varied career, of some of the challenges that I found most interesting in the industry, which is why I'm the chair of, of GS1, um, who apparently concerned with traceability, um, provenance, and all of the challenges um, that face us as an industry, um, and a few others, also particularly in the sustainability sector. Uh, but all of that changed six months ago um, with the start of the terrible COVID crisis, which is affecting all of us, when I received a couple of calls and was asked to, uh, to join UK government, particularly um, Department of Environment, Food and Rural Affairs, um, as the Director of Food Supply and the Chair of uh, we called Food, uh, Food Resilience Industry Forum. Um, in that role, I've been trying to bring the differences in the, the food supply chain, uh, retailers, manufacturers, uh, distribution uh, companies, and growers uh, together to take an end-to-end -end view, a collaborative view of the food supply chain uh, to, keep, to keep the population fed in what has been a very difficult uh, crisis and now looks like it's going to, to have a second wave and require us to refocus again for the coming months. Now, whilst that has been a difficult challenge, it's certainly given me a fascinating insight into the challenges facing industry, um, both in the COVID crisis and in what I think we'll, we're all starting to call the new normality. Um, and particularly the challenges that are going to face the supply chain profession um, in this new normality. Why don't, we, why don't we start there with the supply chain profession? I mean, certainly with a career as varied and as interesting as you've had, how have you seen um, the profession evolve? And also, what, how do you see the role of the chief supply chain officer today versus perhaps maybe previously? Well, Maria, I think the, 
the role of the chief supply chain officer has almost become, I call almost the chief integration officer in that more and more it's about integrating across the business. I used to tell the supply chain teams um, in Nestle um, that they always had two, two jobs. One they got paid for and one they didn't get paid for. But the one they didn't get paid for was perhaps more important than the one they did. So they might be um, a logistics professional. They might be a planning professional. Um, they might be a procurement professional. But that was their chief job, the one they got paid for. But their job was also, their second job, was bringing together the business, whether it be the commercial teams, factoring teams, but bringing them all together and integrating them. And I think when we look look senior level and that the role of the supply chain head, the chief supply chain officer, it's very much that chief integration officer. Because especially with the multitude of different channels today, omni-channel, call it, mm-hmm. especially with the need to be able, and I'll come back to this because it's my hobby horse, of, of looking at a multitude of different scenarios, then the only person who's really bringing together all of those challenges of demand and supply is that supply chain officer. Uh, and, and that's why my is almost the supp- chief supply chain officer is in effect the chief integration officer. You know, uh, a lot of people talk about how obviously, you know, the, the pandemic has been devastating. It's exposed a lot of cracks in supply chains. It's uh, demonstrated the need to build resilience. But do you think there's an opportunity here for the chief supply chain officer to emerge with a much higher profile in the business of the future? I think we need just to go back a little bit. Um, I know some people say it's exposed cracks that are in the supply chains, but actually the supply chains have been incredibly resilient overall. Um, Nobody has gone unfed. They've been also considering the degree of upheaval Mm -hmm. a short space of time, then our supply chains are becoming incredibly resilient. But we also have to look at the degree to which the shocks are there, the demand changes. We look at, you know, we look at, um, it took basically 20 years online delivery to get to where we are today in in my country in the uk to be five percent of grocery sales they've gone from five percent of grocery sales to 13 percent of grocery sales in 14 weeks there was more change in 14 weeks than we saw in the previous 20 years yeah um, I'm sure I could regale you with all sorts of other stories, um, like gin sales increasing by 75% in four. <laughs> um, but those are perhaps for another time. But 
but those are seismic changes in demand that have happened in a short space of time. Can we go back, Chris, sorry, can we go back to the, maybe the, the capabilities of the next generation chief supply chain officer? I mean, what you're describing here is paramount. It's a paradigm shift in such a short period of time. The pace of change that's unprecedented. What kind of skills does the next generation chief supply chain officer need to have? We're going to need those integration skills mm -hmm. going to be even more important, um, as is the flexibility of thinking. Because if we take those seismic shifts in demand, then we have to look at the ways in which those can be met. And that will require a degree of flexible thinking, let's call it out of the box, anything like that. But more than ever, it's going to need to bring all the different parts of the business. It's supply, demand, our supp the suppliers, um, the customers together in order to be able to meet that. And that's why that role of the chief integration officer is going to become even more important. Um, but it's going to become more important, not just in terms of one solution, but a multitude of solutions. Let me, let me just um, elaborate on that one a little bit more because I think it's so important. Um, in this world of very, very rapidly changing demand, then one solution, one scenario is never good enough. We have a capability of looking at a multitude of different scenarios and saying, how could we meet this? And, and that's where the supply chain officer has to bring all the resources of the organization together to say, right, which of these scenarios is achievable? How would we meet them? Or could we meet them in, in that way? Because actually, there's, other than perhaps the CEO, there's nobody else in the organization who's able to do that. Now, there are a lot of people that might say that, well, there's some people that say that we, you know, we were destined or we were, you could predict something like this, like the pandemic. Others say you couldn't predict this. So how do you scenario plan for scenarios that are unpredictable? We could have had various scenarios involving pandemics. And I, I think um, all of us have done emergency planning, business readiness planning, um, in our times, but if we were asked to put the specific situations of, of COVID together, I think any of us that have gone to our CEOs and asked to put a readiness plan for a global pandemic of this scale, um, we would have been laughed at. Um, mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's all the more available that the resilience of the supply chains has been there. There's a situation, and then there's meeting them. Yes. So, and that's where you can look at differences. If we go back to, you know, if you're a retailer, you know, you can look at what if the demand um, for online delivery doubles, or what if it trebles, and how will you do that 
on what may be some of the mechanics that you use in order to in order to fix those and that i think is the important is the important thing the the scenario but importantly how will you fix them so that you could decide as a business on scenario a b or c and have the capability to deal with with the different scenarios it's it, you know one solution is no longer going to fit all Right, because we're in a more disruptive era. There's more the pace of change is, is dramatic, as you keep saying. Um, so let, let's 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 talk about technology for a second. You know, before COVID struck, everybody was talking about digital transformation and technology and implementing this. What what role do you think technology plays in this new normal that we live in? Well, I think it's. It's almost a truism to say it's driven it faster. Um, and anybody can say that. But let's get down to, there are probably two areas for me that most important. The first is real-time data. Mm -hmm. um, who can work today on demand data, data that is a week out of date um, <clears throat> in a situation that's changing just literally by the day or even by the by the hour it needs a common view of data and if you're as the chief supply chain officer you're the chief integration officer the first thing you want is everybody looking at the same data through the same lens you do not need your your finance teams looking at one lens um your another and your manufacturing look at another so you need one one version of the truth um and in real time and then the second one is if if one solution doesn't fit in doesn't fit everything and you need um scenario planning of multiple different scenarios you need real-time modeling skills and you need integrated real-time modeling skills because it's no good having a sales solution if you cannot check that you can supply it or that you're um or that you can deliver it or even that your suppliers can provide the raw materials and the packaging materials and so on to be able to to do it you must be you must have the capability of, of modeling and scenario planning in real time on an integrated basis across the business. So that's the challenge of digitalization um, in the new normality. And so are there technologies out there that you think go a long way to helping supply chain officers understand or get a better grip of real time data uh, to, to help them model different scenarios? Yes, I think I think there are, um, and I'm pleased involved with with some. I think the, I, I think one of the differences is that that capability has to be integrated across mm -hmm. the business. Um, that you have to have integrated um, views, whether it be commercial uh, supply chain. Um, or even the view for suppliers. Um, 
and there are various solutions that produce that. Um, you also oh, you also need that modeling capability, and that's why particularly examples like 09, where you have that scenario planning um, on an integrated basis, is is particularly strong, um, because that's the capability that we that we all need. Um, and perhaps the old way of looking at it in terms of having the system of record um, and then functional solutions on top doesn't meet the requirements of that, of the new world, the new normality. Um, obviously, technologies like AI, machine learning uh, are going to move very, help us move very quickly with understanding this data. Um, but isn't it true that um, perce perceptions of consumers have changed, you know, behaviors have changed? Do you think that the ground is shifting so quickly now that it is essential for supply chain officers to implement this kind of digitization in order to take their businesses forward? Um, it was essential before. It's even more essential today. Um, but I think the things that have come post-COVID are it's got to be on an integrated basis. Mm -hmm. Coming back, uh, and I make no apology for using the integration word so many times this talk, because integration um, across the business on an end-to-end -end basis, and even integration across value chains, across partners, um, even, across, uh, even across competitors, is mm -hmm. so important um, in, in this that it's driving digitalization even faster. You know, it's, it's got to be one view, one integrated view, cross function, and it's got to be real time. You, you know, Chris, I've been in this pledging game a while too, you know, and talked to a lot of people, and the end to end visibility of supply chain seems to be the holy grail. What do you think in your mind is the biggest impediment to achieving this end-to-end -end supply chain visibility, this end-to-end -end integration, and, and, and not even to begin to talk about what you talk about, integration with competitors, et cetera, but what's stopping people from doing, achieving this? Um, I think one of the most important things is standards. Um, and that's why I'm pleased involved in, in, in GS1. Um, we talk one being, um, we talk about it as being the global standards of business. Okay. Um, if you can't, and if you're not talking off of a common standard, then you cannot have visibility to begin with. You cannot have transparency. Um, and that has to be one of, the, one of the keys. There have to be common standards, whether that be across industries. Um, and that's why collaboration is, is particularly important. Um, and I want to just come back to that collaboration point in a, in a few moments. Um, but you have to have that collaboration across industry. But equally, you even have to have standards within companies, with, between functions. You have to have a, a common language between functions and between, between different countries um, operating within the, same, within the same company, even. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd just like, if we've got a moment, I'd just like to come back to that collaboration point. Yeah, please. Yeah. I, um, I think we've seen in 
within the COVID crisis, the importance of collaboration between different, um, different parts of the value chain, between retailers and manufacturers, between manufacturers and, and growers. And yes, of course, there is a commercial reality, but we have to collaborate together in order to provide that resilience of the value chain. Um, you know, to use as, because to, to use an old phrase, if we don't all hang together, we will surely all hang separately. A lot of companies talk about silos and have been talking about silos for a long time. Um, do you think that this new normal of way of operating COVID and the need for change and the pace of change will help companies overcome their siloed mentality? And will the chief supply chain officer be the person that helps drive that new thinking? I think, I think going back to the first point, the supply chain officer, chief supply chain officer has to be the integrator, and that means he has to integrate the silos, or certainly to knock the sheet, has to knock down the silos. Mm -hmm. But I think also it has to be, a little, we've also started to grow silos in our industry. We have a retailer si silo. Um, we have a marketplace silo. We have a manufacturer silo. We have a robot. And we also have to knock down some of those supply chains and to integrate across the end-to-end -end value chain, as we were talking about earlier. And that means that Chief Supply Chain Officer has to take a much more external perspective and look across the value chain and reach out to his or her partners upstream and downstream in order to really take the waste out and be able to meet consumer demand. Let me ask you something with regards to looking at the future. I mean, we've been talking now about this sort of new normal present that we have. Um, let's talk about 2021, 2022. I know you don't have a crystal ball uh, and uh, neither do I, but in your best possible, um, I guess, predictions, maybe, wh what do you think are the, the trends that we can look towards in 2021 and beyond? I think there are there are some trends that are clearly clearly there. Um, online sales will increase. Mm -hmm. Home delivery will increase. Collect collection will increase in every sector of the in every sector of the market. Um, it's clear that home and hearth is an that people will feature in insecurity as we come through the change. It's going to be a long while before people forget what we've been through in, in 2020 or may stretch into 2021, whatever the healthcare solutions are. We're going to see continue, continued change in consumer demand. There will be products, services that people saw that are not going to exist anymore or will continue to decline. And there will be areas that, uh, <clears throat> that will grow rapidly and we have to meet those. 
I think the one thing that's, that's clear is that that pace of growth will be very difficult to tell. And that's why scenario planning and modeling is absolutely essential. And the technology, the digitalization that we spoke about earlier um, is key to being able to, to meet it. And in terms of the skills, going back to this chief integration officer that we talk about, um, what other skills do you think he or she will need in order to be an effective integrator, um, in order to knock down these silos? Interpersonal skills have always been important in supply chain, and they will become even more important. You can't be an integrator unless you have those relationship management skills. And you're not going to relationship management by, by systems or by technology. Um, there has to be an external perspective with that. Oh, do you know, do you know, Chris, sorry, let me interrupt you actually. Now that I just thought of something, do you think that there's an over-reliance on technology and less so on interpersonal skills? Do you think that as we move along, we become so much more reliant on, you know, AI machine learning to help me manage my supply chains that we focus less on the, the soft skills? I think that's definitely a risk. Yeah. And I think we already see it at times like this. And I think we also need to be conscious that the growth of home working um, is a very real threat towards that because we don't meet together, we don't go to conventions together, we don't go to conferences together in order to, to have those cup of coffees or the glass of wine or the beers um, together to build those relationships. So it takes it's harder to go out and build those relationships, but actually they're even more important. Um, and it's, you know, we over rely on the system. We over rely on email. We over rely on instant messaging um, and data at our peril. Mm -hmm. It's perhaps when the situations become toughest um, and certainly, relate to this going back to last March, April, it's when the situations are at their most extreme that you need real collaborative working, whether it be between internal silos in an organization or between external silos and different parts of the, and different parts of the industry um, working together that becomes most important. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So, sorry, I interrupted you. You were going to go on beyond this. You know, we were talking about the skills that people need. We talked about, you mentioned interpersonal skills, and then I interrupted you. What other skills do you think are necessary in this, in this environment? I think one of the most important that we've learned in this COVID crisis is, is an openness of thinking. Mm -hmm. um, out of the box thinking, I think I used the phrase earlier on. Um, Maybe as somebody used it with me, the ability to think the unthinkable has become ever so, ever so critical. Mm -hmm. And I think we, all, we have to remember in the supply chain profession that we are in a privileged position that 
that role of integration of seeing both supply and demand gives us an ability to really see the extremities of the challenges that face us that very few other people in our organizations actually have um, and therefore there's something that goes beyond that that ability to communicate um, not just in emails but to, but to communicate in ways that people understand to tell the stories um, to illustrate the to illustrate the point to tell it in a um, in an interesting and involving way that gets people wanting to work together um, to integrate across those silos do you know I find this fascinating Chris because almost everybody that I interview you know in this conversation about COVID or digital transformation tends to spend a lot of time talking about the technology uh, whether it's AI, machine learning, robotics, what have you, and less about those soft skills and less about the um, collaboration that one needs. Um, so I'm, I'm really interested in the fact that throughout this conversation, we spend very little time talking about those things. It's almost as an afterthought. Yes, you know they're important, but they are, what's more important is the ability of the chief supply chain officer to break down those silos, integrate. Um, now, what about attracting new talent into the, the world of supply chain to break down the silos even further? What are your thoughts on bringing in people from different backgrounds, from different industries, you know, that kind of diversity of thinking? I think that that is absolutely critical to the future of the, of the profession. The more, times that we see chief supply chain officers taking on bigger and bigger roles. Um, you know, Apple is obviously the great example at the, at the moment, um, but we see more and more of those. Then it will attract new talent into the profession. But we also need to talk about the breadth of the profession. I've talked about the role of as integrator but we don't do that enough we tend to leave supply chain as thinking of it being about systems mm -hmm. being about planning or it being about trucks and sheds and, and ships or it be about hard-nosed procurement negotiations um, and we need to perhaps get away from those old stereotypes um, into understanding this role as the integrator across the functions. Um, and if that means that you have two jobs, you are a hard-nosed negotiator, but you are also an integrator at the same time, then that in itself is a challenge. But we have to talk about that and get away from the old stereotypes. So what can we do to drive that conversation further? What can professionals do both in the profession and within their organizations to think this way or to change their thinking? I think, first of all, we have to get out there and we have to tell stories. Um, the power of storytelling in communication 
is often immensely underrated. Hmm. And we're all guilty of presenting the PowerPoint presentations with so many, with so much amount of detail that we start by saying, I'm sorry, this is an eye chart or this is an eye challenge. Um, and we get away from telling the story, the story that's behind it. Because many of the stories of, of supply chain are, are very interesting. Mm -hmm. And they relate to our lives as consumers, as shoppers, as human beings. But we need to find those stories and, and tell them, and tell them in an engaging way and not killing people with PowerPoint. No, and not necessarily over-relying on the technology to replace that, those softer skills, you know, yeah. to, yeah. Absolutely. Chris, last, last question. What advice would you give to the chief supply chain officer today that is trying to, um, I don't know, implement digital transformation, manage the chaos and complexity and uncertainty whilst at the same time trying to build a future uh, to, uh, to, become, to stay competitive and to, uh, to bring business value. What advice would you give to chief supply chain officers today? Um, I think it's to, to, look at the, to look at both the detail and the strategy. I think as a chief supply chain officer, you have to have the helicopter view you have to be able to go up to a thousand meters and look down and look over the horizon but at the same but within moments you have to be able to come down to a meter above the ground and be involved in elements of the detail and still to understand the detail but not to my know when to go back up to that thousand meters and look again at the strategy and it's getting that balance building the relationships to be able to do so and to communicate in a storytelling way the importance of digitalization the importance of that cross-functional and indeed cross-industry thinking thank you very much for joining us thank you very much for being part of the conversation for helping us to drive this storytelling of supply chain thank you very much indeed maria thank you for those of you watching we'll see you in the next episode of fin tv thank you